tip after? Yeah. If you order on Postmates, you can tip on the app. Because in like DoorDash and the other one, you tip before. And I'm like, I don't know how good your service is going to be. No, I tip after. <laughs> you feel like you're like setting. A dollar. <laughs> I don't know. It's Russian roulette. Like These are fucking cool, man. Look at those. those I got them for him, actually. These Rocketeer like oh, cars. No. <laughs> they're collectible. I know. Jeez. Bro, they're going to go on my. I know what they were going to do. It's fucking around. <laughs> yeah, you look like a Rocketeer. I do? God, that might be so good. Rocket two. You can actually watch it on Disney Plus. Rocketeer. Um, I, I did say Rocket Two. I was hoping you, I was hoping no one caught it, but you caught it. Should make a TV series out of that. I believe that we're all good to go. I believe in a thing called love. Just the rhythm of my heart. You uh, could be. It could be like I was. Wanting to walk through a field and dream oh, of a I kiss. Oh, I thought, yeah. I thought I would fall the in love. The overwhelm of emotion was poured into each letter oh I wrote. God. That was good. <laughs> was, that, was that from it? Yeah. No. Oh, my God. But she said something she like, says, uh, She also said something like, I thought I'd fall in love in a field. I just didn't know it would be like a lacrosse field. <laughs> oh, my because, God. Because, you know, we're cool and we play lacrosse. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, and welcome to this special Valentine's Day edition of Three and a Half Gentlemen, the podcast where three of the four hosts provide a refined and intellectual analysis of movies from our private collections and a guest who tries desperately to keep up, or in this case, two guests that try desperately to keep up. We'll let you decide which host is which, but for now, my name is Sean, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Jeremiah. What up, yo? Eduardo. How dare you? (laughs) Selena. Hi. And first-time podcaster, Bev. Hey. Welcome. With every review, we tell you how many drinks it takes to get through each movie selection at the end of the podcast. We'll rate the movie based on a scale of zero to five. Zero is the perfect film, which you can watch Stone Cold Sober, and five is a terrible film that you must be blackout drunk to enjoy. In addition to our review, we generally pair our selection with a cocktail that we hope will enhance the viewing experience. (coughs) We invite you now to shake, stir, or mix the cocktail that we've chosen and settle in for what we hope will be an engaging review. With that, what movie, Jeremiah, do we have this evening? Tonight, we recognize the contribution that Netflix has had on the film industry in general as we review the 2018 romantic comedy to all the boys I loved before. While not part of any of our private collections, this Netflix offering tells the story of love and romance as our lead character, Laura Jean, navigates the fallout from the distribution of a series of secret love letters written to all the boys she had crushes on her life. Adorable. Or on in her life. On in her life. Oh, on in her life. <laughs> I mean, on they might have also been crushing yeah. her life, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> Crushes on in her life. Got it. <laughs> the film stars Alana Condor. I'm sorry, Noah Centineo. No. Thank you. He's Italian, so it's got to be Centineo. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. And John Corbett. And uh, this movie, it was based on on a, a novel, correct? Yes. I believe so. I think her name was Jenny Han. Jenny Han. Jenny Han. Jenny Han. Jenny Han. 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 Jenny Han. We've, we confirmed that. It's Jenny it's Han. confirmed. <laughs> Eddie, take us through the cocktail. Yes. With each movie, we try to pair the tone, feel, overall impact of the story with a cocktail. For instance, when we watch a Bond movie, we'll pair it with a vodka martini, shaking that stirred with a lemon peel, which we'll do next season, I guess. Um, sometimes the drink will be referenced directly in the film, and other times the drink will be simply be inspired by the film. Here we go. Tonight, since this is our Valentine's Day special review, Selena has offered to pick the cocktail. Selena, I didn't know you offered this. 
Well, I did. Okay. And it deals with kombucha, so of course. <laughs> or kombucha. 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 <laughs> Tonight's cocktail is a strawberry mojito kombucha. It's a perfectly fresh and fantastic pink cocktail to accompany the light and airy theme of the movie. To make this drink, you need kombucha, vodka, lime juice, strawberries, sparkling water, and a mint leaf garnish. Do we have that? Nope. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, I have it in mind. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it should be served in a Collins glass over ice and enjoyed with your best wing men or wing women. Yeah, what do you guys think about the drink? I think like this movie, it's disgusting. <laughs> well, <laughs> can you even wait to the end of the episode? You just went right to it. For some reason, I think that it's a very healthy drink. Normally, I only drink dry red wine but i have to say i'm pleasantly surprised and i actually really like this well, that's good. what do you think Beth? mine is almost gone <laughs> I like oh shit <laughs> uh okay <clears throat> so tonight's selection is a netflix offering and it has impacted how we see movies because netflix is a streaming service you don't go straight to theater you you have a, a wider more instantaneous audience and this is becoming more and more popular i mean this movie is already slated for a sequel isn't that isn't that right Jeremy? i believe so the yeah. sequel probably came out seriously as we speak Actually, two sequels. Two sequels. I yes. just hit through another yes. <laughs> three and a half hours. Okay. Uh, so, Jeremy, why don't you take us a little bit through uh, what, how we're going to talk about it tonight. So we won't be talking about the movie straight through. Instead, we'll let our conversations flow naturally. That's it. We'll be touching on different film aspects, including plot, characters, direction, music, cinematography, and anything else that might come up. <laughs> All right. So uh, who picked the movie? Jeremy, did you pick the movie? Uh, I, it was a vote. It was a vote, I mean, no, actually. I, I, yeah. You know, I was trying to throw out all these movies, and you're just like, that person dies, that person dies. Well, you did. That for a Valentine's dies. Day special, you can't pick <laughs> Titanic, The Notebook, and Fault in Our Stars, where the principal character dies at the end. This is Valentine's Day. It should be up and light and airy. I thought they were romantic. <laughs> yes. It's a romantic love story. Death, yeah. Death for love is just the most romantic thing in the world. <laughs> I do agree with you, Sean. There. So, how did we come to this movie? Is it just. Um, it was just who suggested it? Anyone in particular? Well, I just know that this is like one of the popular films on Netflix with the mass audience and everything like that. I believe that the sequel comes out either like as this podcast is getting released, this episode, like the new sequel comes out on Netflix. So I was like, all right, why don't we try to do a Netflix film and see what we do? Because this is our first Netflix film where people can just go, OK, let's just watch it. You know, I believe Selena gave me this movie first actually i remember she was like you need to watch this movie you know there you go and i was like oh okay and then i was like hmm i get it <laughs> so let's set the scene a little bit we've got our lead character uh laura jean lj lj and she is half korean half white girl living in virginia although i do not believe in the movie it actually talked about that so no, it didn't. wikipedia could be wrong i think it may be wrong i thought it was actually <laughs> in oregon or something I thought like it was that british columbia but it doesn't matter um, he's, she's extremely close to her older sister, Margot, and younger sister, Kitty. They live with their father, played by John Corbett, and Margot is dating Josh Sanderson. So uh, doesn't the movie start, you know, in the, the field of desire? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's, it because was, it was the forbidden kiss? It started with her in a, I think it was daydreaming or in a, like, she was reading no, a book. No, she was reading a novel. She was reading a novel, yeah. yeah. So she's really on to the... The love stories. The romance novels. The romance novels, yeah. yeah. And then the little sister came in and ruined it for her. Yeah. Kitty. 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 Well, first off, this movie starts with three sisters, so I'm one of three sisters as well. But I'm the oldest. I'm not the middle, like the main character. But I kind of related to it because I did grow up with three sisters and a single parent, but it was a single mom instead of single dad. 
And it kind of took me back to those years of my life, which is why I was intrigued by this movie in the first place. Mm. That's uh, it's interesting because I, I, I thought I'm going to be as negative. I mean, I'm going to be as positive. <laughs> excuse me. Freudian slip. <laughs> I'm going to be as positive as I possibly can. Because one of the things that I think this movie did well is it set up kind of a good family relationship between the siblings and between the dad. And it got across the fact that the mom had passed away quite quickly. And it, it kind of did give you this feeling of family. And I thought they were, it was, it was kind of a cool dichotomy to watch, you know, the girls eat dad's bad Korean food. Like, I thought that was kind of cool. Do we know how the mom died? I, I felt like that was a little... It never explained it, actually. For some reason, I got the idea that mom died from a car accident. And that's why LJ was always a little scared of driving. That or this movie was incredibly racist. Wow. <laughs> you know, that actually crossed my mind. No, it, it, and I was thinking that, too. I was thinking that she must have died in a car accident. But I also agree with Sean. Yeah. I mean, you finally have a movie with an Asian lead. And she's a bad driver. I feel like that is just, like, utter racism all over the screen. And what I, what the I really sister wasn't like, a bad driver, though. No, I know. Margot was fine. Margot was fine. So what I really liked about the movie, though... Uh, from a, from just that kind of perspective is you did have like a powerful uh, mixed race family. Uh, it was nice to see these strong independent daughters growing up. And you know, the dad is just like trying to hold on. He's just trying to hold the reins. <laughs> so I, I liked that. Yeah. It was a good family unit. I thought actually, and this movie does actually show a really strong about family being together and everything like that. Um, I think it actually went pretty well. Just going right from like, from one scene to one scene as like, hey, this is the family unit here and everything like that. Josh comes in. Josh is like, yo, I'm going to follow you to Scotland and whatnot, you know, and like Lauren Jean's just crushing over, you know, her best friend or was her best friend, but now Margot's boyfriend. Boy, yeah. Or girlfriend, whatever well, it is. Margot. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I had a little bit of an issue with the fact that she had such a crush on him because she was originally best friends with him before the sister dated him. So... If she was so close with her sister, she should have expressed those feelings to her sister before she dated him or even while she first started because then that made things really awkward. And I feel like that could have caused that could have went really negative. And when she told the big sister, like or whenever the big sister found out about the crush, sorry, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I just thought that was kind of weird. And I feel like in real life that would not have flown so smoothly. Well, I think in, in order to watch this movie, you certainly have to suspend a lot of disbelief. Because not only are they dealing with themes that are way... I mean, she can't drive. She literally can't drive because she's afraid of the car. And yet she's prepared to be with the boy and have sex. They're going on a ski trip with the boyfriend with clearly no supervision. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just... It just that, that was my problem with it. How, you know, you should crush after your sister's boyfriend and write a secret letter and you know and then and then you the letter gets out and guess what she all that they all come back to her and like are respectful and like, that's not how life works this is she would be made fun of forever at school anyway i'll get off my soapbox continue did, did anyone did anyone you might have jumped a little bit but did anyone have a diary like that that you okay, actually thank you for towards? bringing that up because i was literally just going to talk about that do you remember me going through boxes and showing you my old diaries yeah i read every single letter what, are you serious? Yeah, I well, like. I actually used to... Okay, I didn't write letters to the boys that I liked or that I had crushes on, but I about wrote about them. And I remember feeling the intensity and the emotion and like, oh my God, the infatuation. So I thought it was just so funny because it's kind of like entertaining to look back on those old diaries just to see that, wow, at one point in my life, I was 
completely consumed by my crush on so-and-so, whoever it was at the time. Beth, so, did you ever have a diary growing up? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And? And? <laughs> and I live in the country, and my parents burned that in a big bonfire not too long ago, actually. I wow. Had a, I had a box of notes, and... Sorry, a box of notes, and I think I had a diary, but it was in like a notebook, so we just like tore out the pages and through. There wasn't anything interesting in it. I was not very interesting. I mean, you weren't you weren't a complex sixteen-year-old uh, musing about love <laughs> and life and and falling in love in a field and. I seriously don't see any difference with all the other movies that are out there with a person falling in love with a vampire or like you know like American Pie where so they are actually so you, you cited know, a fictional movie about a woman falling in love with a vampire. I'm <laughs> not that. I'm just saying like there's you know I mean there's got you know there's a line and you know it's like when do you draw the line you know. See and you know to me. It was if you look at a movie like uh, Sandlot, okay, well, they were all the kids, all the boys were after Wendy Peppercorn. Wendy Peppercorn was like the the most amazing girl in the wait, world. Wait, right? wait, no, wait, where are we going on that wait, one? No, no, wasn't it Peppercorn? <laughs> yes, Peppercorn. Peppercorn. <laughs> Pretty no. sure it was Peppercorn. Peppercorn. It could be Wendy Peppercorn. It was Wendy Peppercorn. Yeah. Wendy Peppercorn. Anyway. The the, the 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 outright lust in that movie was just total infatuation. It wasn't this calculated love. It was she's hot. I'm like, and that's what a 15, 14, 16 year old kid has. They don't have these complex feelings about. I mean, maybe they do more now because they're exposed. But I mean, back when I was sixteen, I didn't really have thoughts about like getting married and getting a house and doing all this stuff and being in love. I was like, oh, she's. You know, I just thought that she attractive. just had a crush on some of these people, and that was it. She wrote her letters, and that's how she was expressing her ways, you know? Like, so she read. So she had this idea of what it's supposed to be feel like. That's why she said she likes the idea of of love, and she could read it, and she could pretend it, but when it actually is in front of her face, she's she's afraid of it. Yeah, and she pretty much said, like, you know, like, I don't want to kiss in public when she makes that whole, like, contract with, you know, with... Peter. Um, Peter, because she's like, something, I wanted to something be, special. The real th- be special, be the real thing. And I think it actually is somewhat of a role model to like most like young ladies and whatnot saying like, hey, you know what? I don't want to be an object. I want to make sure that this is real. This is not fake. And I thought that was, you know, it really showcased on that. It brought back a little bit of memories of passing letters around. I, I kind of feel like that's missed now. Like, and like nowadays it's Instagram or Facebook and all this. It's phone. It's like there's the letters that, that brought a lot of cool memories back I feel did like. you guys do, yeah. do letters and all that fun stuff I for sure did I remember in fifth grade passing letters with crushes in the classroom and I remember the feeling in the stomach like getting the butterflies and then you like mistake that for love because when you're so young you don't know what that means it's a feeling it's an infatuation it's an attraction but the problem with this is that it depicts love in such a false way it's cheap and tawdry I feel like it's it's like I mean, she's loved five, five boys by the time she's sixteen, or thinks, or thinks she's, she's loved, loved five boys. But it's like to me, it, it sends this image uh, to young girls that you know, love is easy. It comes and you just you, it's there and you just gotta grab it. It's like, well, no, that's not true. It's not that, that's not how love works, or at least that's not my experience with love. Love is not a feeling; it's a choice. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. I'm gonna. Well, we should make T-shirts. so um like uh, jeremy said josh and margo break up josh was gonna follow her to scotland and margo was like "Nah, i don't really want to uh i don't really want you to do that (laughs) the neighbor too by the way yeah neighbor and he was like the pining boy next door 
But I actually liked the way he fit in with the family a lot better than Peter. I wasn't a huge fan of talk out of the side of your mouth, Peter. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> so Margot leaves for college, and then all of a sudden, uh, Laura Jean finds out that all the letters that she wrote go out to people. And we don't know who has sent them at this point, although the uh, Kitty, the look on Kitty's face was pretty <laughs> obvious that it was her. <laughs> And uh, so she starts getting approached by all of these um, suitors, and one of them is Peter. Well, Peter is actually, it's kind of a funny approach. She's like, hey, what's up? You know, um, yeah, you know, I'm just not really about it. But thank you for the offering, you know, you know, everything. And she's like, what? <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? And I actually thought it was kind of funny, man. You know, like, you know, your secret got let out, and you're just like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. And then, I don't know. I well, thought it was kind of funny. Well, the scene before that, I felt like it had a good idea of, when Laura Jean's walking through the hallway and her one-time friend, now Ed's friend, because she kissed the boy that she liked in seventh grade, right? Yeah. Yeah, and what was her name? Uh, Jean or Jen? No, Jean is, Laura Jean is the... No, not Laura Jean, but the the best friend. Jen. Jen. I Jen. think oh, that's, that's Jen. Jen. I'm sorry. Yeah, but then, and then the, the cool Jen's cousin stepped in like, hey, Jen, back the F off. Like, I like her shoes. So at that same time, I liked how... It showed, like, it was, uh, it was brought back the innocence into, like, you know, like, there was, just that's how high school is, I feel like. It made me very scared for my daughter. Oh, yes, it did. <laughs> uh, and, and watching kind of everyone with Instagram and, and Snapchat, and it was especially what happens later, and th this is a part of the inconsistency of the story that pisses me off, is that the kids were all too quick to take pictures of them in the hot tub and get them up on, you know, out there. You're telling me that the boys who got this letter are all going to be just these admirable people who are going to go like confront her and say, you know, I really don't, I really don't like you um, that way, but you know, I appreciate the offer. I'm gay. No, someone's going to post that shit on Instagram and her life is going to be ruined. Can we talk about the symbolism of this though? Because when she was confronted by her old friend, Jen and her friend sort of stuck up for her because she didn't really have her own voice at that time. Uh, I feel like she was very insecure and we can see after she makes that contract with Peter, she develops this confidence because in her mind, she's justifying it by saying this is pretend so I can fully be who I am because who cares what he thinks of me. Mm -hmm. If she would have went into it with we're really dating in real life, she would not have been her true self. And then she wouldn't have really presented herself in an authentic way and he wouldn't have fallen for her. I think she was just nervous about the whole situation with her sister, you know? I mean, like, that was the whole thing. I, my my secret is that I have a crush on what was my best friend, now my sister's ex-boyfriend. So that was just the whole kind of, like, situation right there. That was like, you know, like, I don't want to hurt my sister's feelings. And I think that's because like, she's really close to the family. And I think she was, like, mostly focusing <coughs> on that part, you know, just kind of like, you know, uh, smoke and mirrors for that whole situation right there. So I think it was deeper than that. I think... At the heart of this movie, it's about a girl who's terrified of exposing her feelings to the world, and she'd rather live in the fantasy world and not really take the risk and take the chance on, on love. I don't. I think while yeah. while her sister's feelings did have a small part of it, I think she was more afraid of actually saying something, of actually revealing the fact that she had feelings about. And she liked the words. idea of being invisible. Yeah, she mentioned that a couple times. So I can be invisible again. Oh, quiet phones, please. Selena. Sorry about it. <laughs> My um, Postmates is out for delivery. <laughs> I love how we stop. Are we throwing out some uh, some ads yeah, here? Postmates, like, Postmates, Postmates. Thank you very much. Sponsor three and a half gentlemen, please. 
Okay, so Peter, let's talk about Peter as a character because uh, I was watching this with Kim, and Kim kind of was, we were questioning whether Peter was a good guy or a bad guy, whether he was, you know, someone to be admired or someone to just, like, a snake in the grass. Wait, we need a girl's perspective on this. What did you think of Peter, Bev? His character? Yes. Um, I do kind of think, I thought he was the snake in the grass in the beginning. But I think it was kind of like a, a cover-up. Like, I thought he was trying to be something he was not. Like putting on a show. Yeah, he was putting on a show. He was putting on a front. He was not being who he was. And we ended up finding that out when he mentioned that he didn't have his dad. So yeah. I think that was a common ground for both of them and something that showed his true colors. And I think uh, when, when they, like you were talking about, Jeremy, when they started that, that contract, it was like no kissing, you can put your hand in my back pocket, which is le- literally my least. Sixteen candles, bro. Sixteen candles, candles, man. Yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> Jake Ryan. <Yeah. laughs> and they have that contract, and they start to kind of. And you saw where it was going. They were going to start developing fi- fi- uh, feelings for each other because they were free to just share with each other because it didn't matter. It was all fake, so they could hide behind. You know, they didn't have to hide behind any pretense. They were like, you know, just talking. And I think, I think what. I found interesting is the movie turned at the dinner with his mom, him, his little brother and her. And you kind of got this feeling that he was more vulnerable than he let on. He was maybe wearing a mask and it was slowly being taken away. And I think you could see like both of them are actually feeling more comfortable with each other. Something was happening. Like, you know what? We're almost like the same people and everything like that. You know, this is a way from like all like we are alone you know, we can let each other's in and whatnot. And I think it actually was just, it was nothing like, you know, aggressive or nothing like, you know, just like in your face. There or was anything. no pressure. Exactly. It was just like, almost like friends, you know, like we're becoming friends again or something like that. The thing is, they started like, you know, developing feelings in a way, you know, which, you know, it's kind of like the, oh, the fake love story. I mean, the fake, you know, romance type of story, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of movies like, do that. Like Made in Manhattan or yeah. whatever, you know, pick a, pick a movie where, not Made in Manhattan, that was the one with Jennifer <laughs> Lopez. Made of Honor. Yeah, so we're like, you know, they're going to be forced together and then all of a sudden they're going to you know, rediscover their love for each other. I just, it, it's such cliche and that's, the movie just went all about cliches. There were no adults anywhere. No. Besides, no adults on that field, no adults on the ski trip. Where were they? Yeah. Yeah. Except for the dad. I like the dad's character. Well, John I Corbett do. I was like the him. shining star. I agree with that. <laughs> he looks thought, like Jeff Bridges, like a young Jeff Bridges. Yeah, I didn't hear that. It was funny though, LJ, was, so she saw Peter coming and then... No, she was talking to Peter, and then she saw Josh coming with the same letter. So then she freaks out, and she kisses Peter, right? Right. To hide the fact that, you know, well, not I don't know to hide the fact, but to obscure Josh's, you know, attack of her. Yeah. And Josh, I thought, was a very underutilized character. And I'm, I'm curious to, to know in the book if he had a bigger, stronger kind of approach. Um, because, or a role. A role, yeah. Because he actually felt like the one she should have ended up with, not Peter. Yeah, but if she would have ended up with him, that would have been really fucked up because... Breaking sister code. Yeah, it's breaking sister code. All (laughs) I have to say is thank God that me and my sisters have never, ever liked Had any an Eskimo partner? No, ever. (laughs) (laughs) I think it helps. Wait, is that the right term? Is that the right term? Yes, I think okay, so. Okay. Eskimo brothers, that's what well, that is. Well, maybe that's because we like. are pretty far apart, but I feel like those sisters were pretty far apart, too. No. Well, one just okay, graduated, the, top, the other one was in Okay, grade. the older two were closer in age, but the youngest one was... Supposed to be 11. 
So yeah, she was the youngest. She was far apart. And I thought her and the dad kind of sealed it for me. They were the cutest little uh, actors in the movie. I loved when they were playing chess. I loved that the dad was just flying by the seat of his pants. He was a... a it sounded like he was uh, OBGYN. Yes, yeah. he was OB. Um, and so he was... <laughs> that, was that was funny. Well, the fr- <laughs> in my favorite scene the friend. was the friend. Yeah. <laughs> when did you decide to look at vaginas all day? Yeah. <laughs> He's this like, okay, you this can this leave the room now. now. <laughs> and, and the scene where she's getting out to go to ski. The ski. Oh, sorry. yes. And he gives her the well. condom. Oh, see, and I, I really was uncomfortable with that. First of all, why are you letting your child go off on a ski unsupervised? There was not a teacher no. or an adult in this in sight. I can, Number two I, I, is yeah. you're, you know something's going to happen on this trip or else you wouldn't have given the condoms. Why are you letting her go? Why are... Why, why, I think he would... Why? Well, originally... That, my daughter's she, not going. I know that. <laughs> I know that. I already know that. My daughter is locked in her room <laughs> forever. I feel like... <laughs> Originally, he was just... This is going back into fantasy land a little bit. That was a joke. I don't have a daughter. She's not actually locked in any room. <laughs> so the, the dad, the dad, he was extremely happy that his daughter just... She was completely different than Margot. Margot was always... A, you know, she's going to Scotland for school. So it shows you that LJ, on a Saturday night, she was watching Golden Girls with her 11-year-old sister on a Saturday night. You know, and that was their theme. So it was like the dad was extremely happy that, okay... He's going. She's going out there now. Like she's stepping out. She's. Everyone gets to see who she truly is, and he was kind of excited for that. Well, like as a parent, you want everyone to see the good side of your kids. I wouldn't be sending my kid to a ski trip alone, but and giving them condoms. But yeah. like I do want the, everyone to see the good side of my kids. Besides, when I see him, you know. And I did like. I think there was a, a good respect and responsibility between the dad and the kids. Like everyone kind of was not. They could all be trusted. It wasn't like they were... Right. And I feel like he w- he was a good dad. He knew like how to do a healthy balance between being open but being a parent at the same time and not just being a friend. The topic of him giving her condoms is a little bit controversial because do you pretend like your kid's not going to have sex and then not do anything about it? Or do you say here's some condoms because I know regardless of what my opinion is, you're probably going to do it anyways. And especially since I work in the profession, that's where he was coming from. <laughs> but she was also seriously like offended. Like, you know, like that's not who I'm going to be. That's not what I'm going here on the trip yet or anything she, like that. Yeah, she got in the hot tub. So, but they didn't, they anything didn't nothing, can happen. No, nothing happened. That's the thing. <laughs> nothing but happened. nothing happened. Nothing happened. Well, they made out. But they made out. I know what happened. Because she got in a fight and she's like, you're going to tell, let everyone think that we did, actually yeah. did something here, but mm-hmm. we actually never did. This is like the most like PG thirteen movie that anything that we ever seen. It's not American Pie. It's not of these crazy she's all that. It's not like all these other crazy movies that it's trying to like replicate, you know, like Clueless and everything like that. It's a very low key movie, man. When you think about it. I agree with you. Compared to the movies we've watched in the past. It's not like super bad where these guys are just like, Oh my god, I need to get laid or something like yeah. that, you know? I agree with you that. I, yeah. I see that. And I think I like the honesty of that a little better because it's more truthful. All guys in high school are on the hunt and girls are, are defending it at every point. True. That's what they're doing. But this is also, this is about this is but that's it's an epic battle, it's, Jeremy. It's, I'm with you hundred percent. I'm well I'm with you hundred percent. Let's not forget that the whole reason Peter is doing this was because to get back he he wanted his ex girlfriend back. With Genevieve, yeah. right? No, Genevieve. That, it was Jen. Right? Genevieve. Jen. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so he was willing Genevieve. to do anything at Tate's, and he didn't know at the same time that he was gonna start liking LJ and vice versa. Well, and I liked the little uh, part about the notes that he would give her, uh, like kind of in retribution for 
she, her, his Genevieve always said, give me notes and he would never do it. And then he did it to uh, LJ and then she finally read him and it was like, oh, he loved me all along. And uh, yeah, it was okay. Starting to turn. Yeah, Starting to turn. Right? No, this movie is <laughs> yeah. a terrible movie. No. I say we uh, make another kombucha-laden drink and sure. take a little break. Anyone okay with that? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. You like this drink. Nice. Aha. Yeah. <laughs> Our family used to call it Pumping the Grumpy. Pumping the Grumpy. Oh, wow. <laughs> kombucha, guys. From the movie, it Say makes you... Time? Pumping a Grumpy? Do what? Pumping a Grumpy. Because every time... Right? My family called it shitting and pissing. <laughs> See, in that bathroom, you can shit, shower, and shave within a foot of each other. That's absolutely true. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> That's so good. Well, awkward silence. Are we, no, are we on? Oh, we're fucking been, hot. We've been, oh, we're hot. Is the hot we didn't know we were hot. We got hot? hot you got my... Oh, we got our whole shit talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are at the point in the story where I want to kind of not talk about the movie for a minute and talk about personal life. So we're at the point where the, the kids are going to the ski trip. The fuck parent lets their kid go to a ski trip like First this. First off, yeah. The fuck school. <laughs> exactly. Okay, like, I, what type of school do they yeah, go this to? This is the richest freaking school I've ever seen. I'm like, he's driving a brand new Jeep. The other guy's got like, she, like sweet cars. She has a Subaru. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. What? What neighborhood are they living in? <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying seriously. Like I was like I was like into I was, like the story. I was like okay, okay, okay. Ski trip. And I'm like. What the fuck was this ski trip? No one's not going to be there. There's no parents. No one. It's just like what? It's like like camp and they nowhere. have like their own <laughs> hotel rooms. A badass hotel too. Exactly. Not gonna lie. It's that unbelievable. I'm a, I'm straight up like Selena. Can we go on this ski trip? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to go on this ski trip. I don't know what the hell's going on. And there's like a spa. And it's like a really nice resort. It's like I go on. A, have you been on a, a, yeah. a school trip? Like we used to go in college on baseball trips, and it was like Holiday Inn Express, yes. five guys to a room. Yes. I don't want to hear nobody complaining. Lights out, <laughs> lights out at ten. The closest thing to a trip I went in high school was a swim competition in the high desert. For all of those who don't live in California, the high desert is higher than the low desert. <laughs> leave that. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> I remember that. I ain't going to even go near that sure, one. I, I do remember this. Oh, yeah. Five guys in a room. Yeah. Starters get the bed. Yeah, pitchers, like, pitchers and starters get the bed. Yeah. Like Are you pitcher. serious? Yeah. Oh, God, it was horrible. Yeah, relief guys, you're not starting, so, so sorry. Yeah, so I got really the ground. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got strep throat one yeah. time. So I was so damn close <laughs> to the... Because you were on the floor? The, uh, that's the AC that's blasting all, me. I woke ever, up with no voice. I'll never forget was one of the trips. It was three to room, and I look over like 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, and Daniel is sitting at the desk writing his paper, and his head is on the E. It's just E. e. <laughs> yeah. He was doing work before. He was doing work before his game. Yeah. So. <laughs> anyway, so ski um, trip. Yeah, ski trip, and let's talk about like parental expectation. Because I never had a curfew. I never had anything like that. Like no restrictions on when or I could come home or. Or leave. These kids seem to have absolutely no supervision whatsoever. Did On the have? ski trip. I had very strict. Um, well, not super strict. I guess my mom was like somewhere in the middle. I definitely had a curfew. And if I passed the curfew, it was really ugly. How about you, Beth? I got in trouble. What was your curfew? It depended. So during the week, I didn't go out. But on the weekend, if I went out, I feel like it was between 10 or midnight. Whoa. And Sorry. then, okay. <laughs> Sorry, well, excuse, when me, I, excuse that reaction. <laughs> wait, when I turned 18, I think it was midnight, and I would come home around 2, and then my bird would save my ass sometimes because <laughs> we had a gray African bird, and he'd mimic the sound of my car alarm. Yeah. 
So I was saved. <laughs> oh my gosh. Pick, 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 pick. Bev? Mine was 10. Unless it was like homecoming, homecoming week for like toilet papering and stuff. Eddie? Uh, I was with Jeremiah here. So it was. Uh, 7.30. <laughs> Unless you have the word, I can see your mom being like, "If you're, if the sun is out or sun is down, you're home." I yeah, I want to say it was like curfew. I want to say it was around ten. And luckily, um, sports always was my saving grace. Right. So, and that's so, what, what made me so yeah. laugh so bad is because what's his name in the in the movie Peter, Peter. played on the Lax team, which is lacrosse, uh, and. He would have been super busy. Like they looked like they were in the middle of practice and training. There's no way he's going to parties and doing stupid stuff. And oh, he drank kombucha in the movie. That's where this came yes. from. Yes, really? Oh, he did. Wow. You think, you think we just did it for the fun of it? Oh, yeah. Do you think I want to drink this because I want to drink this? I got this because it's part of the drink. Wait, it's part what, of the movie. And he made a comment about it being a, like a laxative. Yes. Yes. You had to work always, but didn't, I think I, felt like you got off early and sneakily, and then you would still go out. Maybe, but honestly, like I remember just working on the weekends. Like if I wasn't working at a restaurant, everybody's you working know? on the weekends. No, but no, it's Saturday and Sundays. Like I was working, <laughs> but I was working. I didn't. I don't know. To me, I didn't really want to go out. You know, it wasn't something that was. I was kind of like Laura in a way. I would just sit home and watch the Golden TV. Girls. Yeah, exactly. A blockbuster, man. But Friday yeah, night was a thing to do. That Friday was night all I care about. I was like, yeah, blockbuster, you know, or Hollywood video. I, that was my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so basically, they go on the ski trip, and uh, the thing that bothered me not only did Laura Jean not ski, but she actually brought something. <laughs> she brought something. Those masks, intending on not skiing. Why go on a ski trip if you're not going to ski? Because she had to go because it was part of the contract to go to the ski. But wouldn't you, like, try it? No, she didn't want to be a part of it. To her, like like we were talking about, she was not going to be, like, you know, participating on this whole thing. She wanted to just be, like, herself. She was going to just That's why book. she wanted to bring her best yeah. friend because yeah. she really didn't want to go in the first place. She didn't think it was going to last that long. So when she did have to go, she wanted to, like, withdraw. And all those sex novels. She, she purposely did not sit next to Peter too in the bus. I felt like that was kind of like, why would you not sit next but to? But he your wanted, job? he wanted to, he wanted to sit next to. Her I know, so I, bad. I, was, I know. His heart hurt so much. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I got dragged into watching the damn Bachelor bullshit this this season. Okay, what do you think? First of all, Peter uh-huh. is a dumbass. Wait, are we yeah, talking about well, Peter he, from The Bachelor? Yeah, yeah sorry. We have to take a yeah. little bit of a moment to so, talk about yeah, I don't want to get too deep into it, but all that show is is crying women desperate for love. This and season is pretty horrible. It's horrible. But There's no, like, love story here. There, It's just... Oh. But I'm tying it back. I'm tying it back to the movie a little oh, bit. God. And these high school kids are not crying nearly as much as these adult women after That's Pietro. True. That's very true. And <laughs> I just don't. I don't understand. I don't understand the like emotions. I don't understand anything that's going on. Like in the movie, we've got a character Genevieve who's literally holding the, the fact that Laura Jean kissed her not then boyfriend in a spin the bottle contest against her for like 10 years. Like it's four years. Okay. But wait, did you catch that powerful scene in the bathroom when they confront each other, how she said, I'm not as confident as I come up as I put myself out there to be. And Peter's not as I forget what she said about him. Yeah. Said something. He's not as something. And then she said, and you're not as innocent. as innocent as you say you are. Yeah. It was like an episode of the bachelor. 
It was like Terry and Tammy McKenna. that she, yeah. I mean, yeah. she cried for five straight episodes. It's the same shit that's going on here. Oh my God, you stole my champagne. It's the same bullshit in high school. It's like watching high school. I think this is, has to do with mostly with the author and everything like that because I think there was a lot more layers from my understanding in the book than what is actually shown here with the movie. And mm-hmm. basically, I have my sources on <laughs> See, and I think that I, I would appreciate this as a book way more than I, I appreciate it. I like the book is, because I believe in I don't say I, dumb film. Yeah, when I say it, like, Jen. Gen- Genevieve or something like that. I guess that she, her family was actually going through a separation and that's why, you know, uh, Peter was just trying to be there for her, you know, in that situation because they are going through the same thing, you know. But in a way, you know, when we're watching Peter, you know, we're kind of thinking at the same time, like, yo, this guy's kind of a dick, you know, like he's still trying to like, you know, win Genevieve's heart and everything like that, you know. Meanwhile, you know, he's trying to do this whole thing and you see Laura like kind of falling for this whole situation, you know. Yeah. Like, you know? How, do I, how do I tell the person that I have a contract with that I actually like him, but at the same time, this person doesn't like me. Like, exactly, yeah. and that's the reason why she's kind of still doing the whole thing. Like, I'm just going to go this because I'm going to, uh, I'm going to like you Abide know, by the rules, rules of the contract. Of contract. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the bus. I don't want to sit with him. I'm going to go in this room. She was trying to disconnect you know, and remove herself I like from the character being vulnerable. Lucas, Lucas was cool. Lucas man. was fun. Which one was Lucas? The one that was one. He was one of the letters, and he was in the bed the whole time. Oh, they the put the masks together. Yeah, yeah. He had funny. some insight. Yeah. So then we come to the scene where uh, LJ basically throws up her hands and gets into the tub with uh, what's his name, Peter. Peter. She saw the real oh, side. Peter, she like saw. Your... She saw the real side of him right there. Right. First right. off, and then on the ski trip, don't you think a lot more people will be in the tub? Anytime you get swimsuits going on and 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 and, and, and hotel rooms and teenagers, and, uh, you know, teenagers, you know, it was so it was so not even that because she actually went in her pajamas, I believe, in the in the fucking kachus. Yeah, kachus, she was right? in a nightgown. Yeah, <laughs> there was nothing at all. Well, I don't think there was nothing at all. You don't know what happened. You know they didn't have sex. Yeah, is it, so there's a mile between nothing and sex. I see two. <laughs> I see two teenagers making out like every other teenager movie that we've seen making out mm-hmm. in the hot tub mm-hmm. in an unsupervised location on a ski trip. Hey, Jake Ryan made out with Molly. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't you dare destroy John Hughes. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, I do like how they threw some uh, some throwback to that movie in the very beginning. There was a lot of throwbacks to this movie, dude. And yeah. then Fight Club too. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, what was the other one? It was 16 Candles, and there was like actually a lot of like clueless like reference to the movie. They kind of looked like they were like from a throwback. a throwback, you know? And I do feel like this is your kind of movie, Selena, because everything was post-1989. Like all the references <laughs> were like like uh, just post-1989 when they talk about uh, Pretty in Pink or whatever the hell that was, 16 Candles. Well, uh, okay, can we talk about how my son's name is Jake Ryan? That's badass. That's a badass I know, name. it is. Can you talk about your other son is named Noah? Well, yeah. Well, it's so almost you... like you took this movie. And... <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys think about Noah, actually, as the lead actor and whatnot? Because he's supposed to be, like, the it boy for Netflix. Like, he's his star. He's become, like, you know, the next, like, you know. To be honest, I actually like him. I like yeah, him. He brings a little, like the next He-Man. He's, he brings a different type of. He's, he's a little charming, and he's tall, and all girls like a tall, charming guy. I think if this movie was in the theaters, it would have bombed, like, nobody's business. It would have made... Five, ten million dollars, nobody would have seen it, and he wouldn't be the it boy he is. Also, he sounds like Mark Ruffalo and he talks outside of his mouth. <laughs> and those disqualifying as he man. Anyway, uh <laughs> I love no, Mark Ruffalo. But I do I do I, think, I do find him charming. I think he's got yeah. some I think he's got some something. He there. has he has like this uh 
like he has. I feel like he has this. His uh, I don't know what I'm trying to think of a word, but it's uh, he's almost a little funny. He's got a little swagger, a little to him. swag. And, but it's like a little uh, comedic. Like I can tell you, like he's a funny. He can be in a funny movie. I can laugh. I and I, this is this is a, a stupid criticism or, or critique. Is I like how his facial his facial expressions match what he's talking about. Right. And if you watch young actors across the board, not just that could movie, be it. just all young actors. They're, they have a tendency to be stone-faced and trying to convey convey emotion, or they're overly emotive. He kind of has that little, like, natural natural idiosyncrasies that make it really... He actually reminds me of Chris Wood. I don't know if you've seen yeah. Chris Wood. He was on Supergirl and a couple other shows. They have kind of the same mannerisms where they they have this reaction before they say whatever they're going to say as though they're actually in the, in the moment. He made the audience believe that, like... He was really into the girl. Like he looks very suave. Like he could easily make you believe that you're the only one. And he's got a badass Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think about uh, LJ? <clears throat> Laura Jean? Mm-hmm. Was after? I don't know. I thought actually the two leads. I thought they had good chemistry. <laughs> you could see it on the screen, and you know you could see it even off screen from my understanding because like you know they just have like you know this like you know. I don't know, like one of those good type of chemistries that you want to have, like, you know, as your two couples. I thought there was overall better acting in High School Musical 2 than this movie. I thought it was just a. Okay, you're saying that because awful. Zac Efron was in Well, that. I love Zac Efron. I mean, too. The, the <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm saying that the, the, the acting was just, it's just god awful. Like, this new generation of, they're so vapid and thin, and it's, it's almost like. Everything is about Instagram and, and Snapchat. Everything is in uh, 130 characters or however many freaking characters you put on. Unfortunately, no that is life. That is life right now. Yeah, 100. Yeah. percent That's that's the new reality of this generation. Are we talking about actors or just like in generation? Just in general. Oh, okay. So I mean, maybe it was applied to it. I mean, you don't like it. But it's what it is right now. I know. I, I see my niece talking like this, and it makes me just cringe because it's like that's not – you're never going to be able to go into the corporate world and get a job like that or go be a teacher or go be – I mean, go be an – I don't care what you're going to be. You're never going to be doing it with that inflection in your voice and that – I mean, people are going to just hate you. <laughs> what do you guys think about the confrontation when it, uh, after the after the, the ski trip? trip and everything? To Genevieve, uh, Genevieve, yeah, no, she Scrunchy. didn't, dude. She had it planned. So, do we confirm that Genevieve did uh, post a picture? It. I don't think it was. I don't think we did get, confirm- get confirmation. But do we, do we have confirmation that Genevieve posted the picture? Now we have an assistant over here. They don't say it in the book, either, so we don't really know. It's who implied. Posted the picture. It's implied. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I think it was one of Genevieve's uh, little minions. I think it was, um, what's his name? I think it was Peter. No, I don't think Peter okay. was. Hold, bear with me. Bear with me as to why I think it was Peter. I think Peter wanted to separate himself from Genevieve. And the only way to do that was to... What, with Grage? Maybe his friend Grage? Yeah, kind of create this 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 concept of, you know, we didn't do anything. I'm going to stand up for her. Maybe I created I created the relationship. And maybe that's where the sequel's going. Who's the guy doing the face masks with her? Lucas? Lucas. What if it was Lucas? Lucas pretty much has said exactly because what was happening. Because he wanted Peter? Oh. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> See, my, my favorite part about this is all this is more interesting than actually what happened on screen. <laughs> <laughs> 
So the confrontation, right? Yeah, she has the scrunchie. You just have the scrunchie, and you she know. Says, oh, but she I'm slept like, in my bedroom. Yeah, and then you know, I slept in his bedroom. Exactly. And then he, she goes to the house, and then uh, the, the sisters comes back, right? Yeah. Well, it's kind of uh, that could have all, all been solved if uh, LJ would just hear from Peter like what really happened, and she just didn't give the time to let Peter even talk Not and say, you know man. what, this is what happened. I broke it off officially with her, and she didn't leave my room, or I didn't. But how can you trust him? Well, that's the thing. You know. They clapped on the bus for him. If he was supposed to be chivalrous and good, he should have stood up there and said nothing happened. Instead, he lied to her and said, "Oh, that's how they always treat couples." That's exactly what she said to her. Said to him, "I'm saying you yeah. can't. You can't come back from that. I don't see how you can ever trust anything he says again." I don't know. I think when but I'm he, very binary, black and white. Way. This you can't happens. say it's black and white because they had the contract, but then they started developing real feelings. So there is definitely a gray area. No, I'm saying my black and white is that I can't trust him again. Like he, he had a chance to correct the record, and he didn't. I don't know why he didn't, but he should have done it then. And so anything he says after that to to fix it to me is disingenuous. I don't know. He, he should have stood up and fixed it then. I think he tried to. I think he was trying to do as much as he possibly can. No, but he lied to her on the bus. He said this is how they treat all people on the ski trip weekend. I don't think I had to do anything with that part, man. I think you know that's just what they do. And he was just like, hey, you know. We're a couple and everything like that. Him in his mind, he's like, hey, we are officially now dating and everything, you know? And his, yeah, he was probably thinking at that time, he's like, hey, like, we're official. He probably was on cloud nine, the little self. You know, and then, then it kind of just blew up on his face. And then, you know, the whole situation that happened outside of the bus. And then he tried to go back to the house and, like, have a conversation. And Josh and stepped Josh in. Josh stepped in and Dude, everything. Josh was a dick there. <laughs> I don't think Josh was a dick. I think Josh was protecting his friend. He came out of nowhere. She, she told said, you to leave, bro. She told you to leave, bro. I've been hanging out here over so, the bushes for the hell out here. He's almost like creepy. <laughs> for her to get home. Same thing. Where the hell did he come from? I've been trying to talk to her for three quarters of the movie. Yeah, I, feel like, I feel like Peter, who was like looking at the door open, he's like, yeah, so this is because you like Josh? <laughs> oh, no. your sister here's you? Yeah, Josh. Yeah, Josh is here. You, like, you love Josh. It's like uh, when it was Arrested Development when Tony Wonder was hiding in the elevator and waiting for someone to say Wonder. <laughs> What did somebody say? Wonder. So, what did you guys think about the conversation between between Josh and Peter? Laura, Laura Jean? Okay, like the confrontation, and everything like that. No, no. the conversation Post, yeah. that they had after the yeah. next day. After, yeah. I don't know. I think it's pretty cool how they actually, you know, it didn't seem like it was an issue or anything. Well, like, like that. he was support. I feel like he definitely had those reciprocated feelings for her, but knew that it was not okay because he dated her sister. But I feel like there was implications of him liking her. He was trying to throw that card right out the window. He's like, I don't give a shit. I dated your sister. I want to date you too. Well, that's why she was cool. Uh, that, that Unre- unrealistic reconciliation. This movie is rife with unre- unrealistic reconciliation. He, but, they recon- or, uh, Laura Jean reconciliates with Peter uh, uh, unreasonably after he lied to her. He, she reconciles with Josh after that whole debacle. She reconciles with Margot. And Kitty for sending okay. the letters. Like it's just like, oh, we're gonna like I said, we only have five minutes of movie left. Everyone just kind of get together. <laughs> the whole sister thing, it would not have gone over that smoothly yeah, at Margo all. Margot probably wouldn't be talking to LJ for a while. Yeah, I feel like Margot forgave her way too quickly. So that part I didn't like. I think for me, I think we have to dial it back to the scrunchy thing because that's all I'm thinking about right now. That part did that bug anybody else? They made the contract. Then he's like, I want you to go to this party with me. So she goes to the party with him. And it feels like that happens fairly fast. And then they talk about this the ski trip. And she's like, well, that's like three months away. And he's like, well, on contingency. Okay. So they go to the party. She 
he takes the scrunchie from her and then, and then doesn't get it, it back until yeah. the ski party <laughs> and, and then he skis the trip. Well, you got to remember, like, that happened the month of October. And then in the November, then there was a month of November and December and everything no. like that. But was it was months. her three, favorite scrunchie. Yeah, she didn't ask yeah, for it back in 90 days. She made a comment about the scrunchie. Yeah, yeah. yeah but in the beginning, yeah, that was but beginning. 90 days. It that took was 90 days to ask for the scrunchie. Or he also didn't be like, she took your scrunchie. Like, I would have said something like, if that happened, it was like, hey. Like, bitch stole your scrunchie. Bitch, no. like, my ex confronted us. We're leaving this party just... Psycho over here confronted us and stole your scrunchie. Yeah, but maybe that was the whole thing. He's just like, okay, she took the scrunchie. Cool. This is actually winning. This is how she, you know, this is probably when he still had feelings for her or anything like that for Genevieve. And so it didn't, whatever of it, you know, it didn't mind. And then three months later, you know, you don't even think about it and you're just like, oh my God, you know, are you serious? Wait, let's just bring it back, you know? And scrunchie killed See, me. this whole thing is just Peter creating all this tumult because he's trying to lose his virginity. I swear. Yeah, in part two, we're going to find out that he is this massive player and has this app Not that goes on fake time dates. this movie. And has a bunch. <laughs> I'm trying to make it more interesting, Jeremy. I'm be, trying that, really hard. At one point, it talks about anything, any the perfect virginity. Date. They're going to be called a perfect date, I bet, huh? <laughs> I'm really trying to make it better. And it's not, I, I yeah. This oh is what I gosh. do during movies. When Dude. they're boring, I'm just like... Here's the point. <laughs> the point of this movie is that every young girl can relate to whether it's not... It doesn't have to necessarily be writing actual letters, but writing in a diary. All your feelings. You just put that on paper. It removes it from your mind so you can go to sleep at night. Because when you are so young and you have these crushes, it is all-consuming. You feel like... Oh my gosh, it's love. When really it's just lust and it's your hormones kicking up and you're just like, oh my God, you're hot. Okay, cool. You would make hundreds of thousands of dollars being a therapist to the women on The Bachelor. Because they need some serious diarying. <laughs> but basically what I took from this movie is the innocence of youth and how you think you know what you want and how you think you know what love is. And then you just live and you learn. And that we all have walls at some point that need to be broken down. I think I think that's a good summation. And so we've kind of got the last confrontation with Kitty and find out that Kitty sent the letters. We have the last, conf- or last conversation between uh, Josh and, uh, and Laura, uh, Laura Jean. And then you have kind of the resolution and realistically with Margot. Uh, and you have kind of all of this, all these little pins being tied together and then she goes to the lacrosse field to confront Peter with her letter and you know basically they live happily ever after until the sequel where you find out he's a secret agent personally and I don't like the way that I, <laughs> personally I don't like the way this movie ended I feel like they wrapped it up a little weird like well, she always thought she'd fall in love in a field but yeah. the thing is is that it really like again I got my sources here regarding to like what happened really in the book and everything <laughs> Kitty actually did this out of spite to actually, because she was pissed off out of like LJ and something like that. So, she so they weren't really close? They weren't really like close. She was like a brat pretty much, you know? And so she sent those letters out because she hated like, you know, Laura, Laura Jean. Jean and everything. So that kind of like kind of, they made it, they made it like all like, you know, kind of cute sistery, like, you know, sisterhood and everything right, like right. that, you know? But that would have been pretty so interesting. So the book was a little bit different. All right. Yeah, so they wrapped it up like that because they didn't know they were going to renew this movie. They didn't know they were going to have like do she, all this So stuff. she overcame her fears and she drove. You ever have that situation when you're actually first like like someone you're just like, I like you, you know? It's something really awesome to actually really express that like, I'm going to actually say that to your face, I like you. 
And I think that actually shows a lot of people about the courage of actually showing like, you know, hey, don't be afraid about what you like, you know, it's a scary out world and everything like that. And I think it's pretty cool how they ended that movie and all kind of adorable and things like that. It did. Yeah. I had, I had the real 10 things I hate about you. It feel. was like 10 things I hate yeah, about you. I thought you. about that yeah. a lot with the whole vibe about this. It's like, it's the, it was the, this day and age of 10 things I hate about you with this, the, the, like, I, I'm not going to really say it to his face, but I'm going to talk to this person and somehow let's get back to that person. I thought it was real cool, and 10 Things I Hated About You, it, it was a good movie, but it's not like top 10, but well, it's a good I mean, movie. I have 10 Things I Hated About This Movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the end of our review. Now it's time in the podcast where each of the hosts provides their score on our scale of 0 to 5. Eddie, can you take us through our scale? Yes, everyone. Uh, oh, my God. Zero, the perfect movie. <laughs> you don't need shit to enjoy it. One, a feel-good first cocktail. Two, a happy buzz. Three, you're going to Uber or lifting home. Four, it's a rough morning to watch a shame. Rough with an F. Uh, <laughs> five, uh, you black out. Five, you black out, shit face, spring break drunk. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's start with. Ladies first. Ladies first. Okay, Celine. Generally, I was going to say, I was trying to think of something, so I said ladies. I want to say general ladies. So, gentlemen and ladies, let's start with Selena. So. Overall, I think that this movie was good, but not great. I liked it because I felt like it was cute. I felt like I could connect with it and relate with it in different ways. I definitely would have to choose a two, a happy buzz, in order to enjoy it. Because I wouldn't say, oh, let's just turn this movie on. Like, okay. So I saw it. I I liked it. I thought it was cute. But it's not like a movie that I'm just going to want to watch over and over again. So... For me, it was a happy buzz. That's my rating. A two? Better than average? A two. Okay. Bev? Bev, I go for it. also agree with Selena. I think it deserves a happy buzz from a female perspective. Because it is relatable in some sense. Your you youth, yeah. You definitely look forward <laughs> to those types of adult relationships, although it was way too adult. So. <laughs> Eddie? Okay, I'm adding up the stores. Hold on one second. God. All right, so like I was saying, I got a real 10 things I hate about you vibe from this movie. Um, I like how they threw back to that era of movies, mm. you know, um, with Sitzing Candles and a little bit of Breakfast Club and almost like uh, Say Anything. Like, oh, I love Say Anything. And I almost got this one, what's that one movie that where he's on the tractor and it was like a arranged relationship? Uh, it was Can't Buy Me Love with Patrick Dempsey. Yes. Like, I got th- th- this is the same pretty much the storyline, but a little bit different with, um, uh, it, w- it was, was it not? I agree with you. Okay. I love how you caught that right away. Yes. Man. Thank you. I, <laughs> he's he like, was, Can't Buy Me Love, Patrick Dempsey. Yes. All, so, all, all the movies he listed, <laughs> but I, feel like, I would have preferred to watch. So, but I'm saying like, so this movie, just people don't know that movie. I mean, I barely remember the. I just remember, but like, this is that genre, this era of what they have. Genre. Yeah. I, genre thank you. and genre. Era yes. Combined. Thank you, love. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus. Right. Um, I do like also though how it brought back the notes and brought back a little uh, crush here and crush there with the diaries and the letters, and that's how it should be still in high school. I, I don't like how it's that's gone away. Um, so there's a lot of parts of this movie I really, really think that it's cool. And like, there's a party, and the, the the dad says, "Okay, no drinking, home before midnight, and no hands." I thought that was funny. Is like that's pretty much what I'm pretty sure I'm gonna say to my son with his girlfriend. It's like, come on, like, take her home, be respectful. Um, 
I think this movie might get a little bad rap because of people just don't appreciate uh, of the some of the little uh, hidden uh, throwbacks. But um, I'm gonna give it a three overall. I think I'm gonna Uber or Lyft home. Uh, I, I feel like it's right there. It's right in the middle of a movie. It's one of those ones that. I will watch the movie and I will definitely finish the movie and I, I will probably watch it again, but it's not like the first thing I'm thinking like, oh, I'm going to turn on Netflix and turn on this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at the scores. Like, I'm going to leave it as a three. Cool. Uh, let's start with Sean. All right. Yeah, just, let's, we need to save score in the very end, so we'll start with Sean. So, <laughs> what makes you think I'm going to save it? I don't know. I, just, I know Sean's going to give it a nine. If I could give this movie a nine, I would give it... I think that yeah, I think it's it's a liquor store. I think you need so much alcohol to get through it that you would die, be reborn as a walker on The Walking Dead, drink more and die again. <laughs> I'm gonna say something I think I I thought I would never say is I'd rather watch the movie It than this fucking god awful. A point break. Horrible, a point break is a fucking zero. <laughs> it is the greatest perfect movie wow. I've ever seen. I would rather watch Keanu you... Reeves freak out on the beach for 45 fucking minutes than to watch another hour and 30 minute horror fest I of love oh, God. that's a Valentine's special movie and somehow <laughs> Point Break gets brought into this It subject. was It was poorly acted. It was poorly written. It was There was no score. There was no cinematography. There was, it was shallow and thin and everything that is wrong with society today is wrapped up in 137 minutes of sheer torture and i'm sorry i i know you guys appreciate it I, the, the 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 cool little throwbacks to all these movies were there i saw them and it didn't it didn't affect it at all it do, didn't do you think it it's different all. from a netflix movie compared to a regular movie because of maybe price I think, I think the quality is less i think the acting is less i think the scripts are less i think everything about this movie is subpar and to think that we're rating it against great movies like empire strikes back or uh die hard point or break the movies that we've done yeah it's it's <laughs> literally i'm looking at our list i would rather watch it which is just, <laughs> everyone remembers my review of it. I would rather be tortured by a clown in a room with a balloon <laughs> than watch this fucking movie again. So if I could give it, could I give it? I think I'm going to go. I think could I can. Could I give it? I'm giving it <laughs> you got like because we're allowed here. to give half shots. I'm giving it a five and oh a half. It is a blackout <laughs> shit face spring bake drunk with a shot of... <laughs> Death juice, so I don't have to watch it again. God awful. That's the first 5.5 score we ever had in this podcast. So you know what? Something special here. Oh, God oh bless God. America. Um, I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> uh, I didn't think it was that bad. Seriously, man. I thought it was a good throwback to all the movies that we grew up with, like, you know, 16 Candles, uh, Clueless. You know, uh, this I thought this was PG-13 more than She's All That, Can't Hardly Wait, and all these other movies that we grew up with. We were doing way more crazy stuff than this movie. Um, is it the best movie? Hell no. Uh, all those movies that I've mentioned right there, 10 Things I Hate About You, you know, uh, those are the movies that seriously deserve the zero, the one, the twos, and everything like that. To me, this movie was, 
it was it was not bad. I think it actually showed a, um, a, a strong woman that actually thought about who she is. It talked about family uh, unity and everything like that. I actually really appreciate that. And I, I thought the two male characters were actually decent human beings. They were just like, no, no, I'm not trying to just make out with you. I actually really like you. You saw two people get to know each other. And I think that shows really cool stuff for like this next generation. Like, yo, you know. Passing the note, getting to know that person. That's pretty awesome stuff, you know? It doesn't have to be crazy and everything She like had that. values, too. Like, she didn't want to exactly. give it up. You know? So, I think, you know, it actually kind of did it justice for what it is. But, again, it's not the greatest movie in the world, you know? But it is not the crappiest movie in the world. So, I'm giving it, seriously, a three, a uber-lifting home. I think, it's seriously, there's a lot of better uh, romantic comedies I mentioned. You know, I was trying to try to do... Ladies and gentlemen, I was trying to do Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio, but I didn't get that. Yeah, so. Every movie you suggested, <laughs> someone dies at the end. I tried to do 500 We're Days of Summer. Valentine's Nobody didn't want Day that. So, he break up. Every movie has a sad ending. It's like I tried to do Titanic. It's the most romantic yeah. movie. Didn't get it. Oh, God. Titanic. We should have done like the proposal. Eddie, when you, c- you combine those okay. scores and divide by five, the proposal is... It's a fucking Martin Scorsese film compared to this. Well, with your 5.5. 5, well, yeah, when you do, divide, take all of those and divide by, by five, five, what do you get? We get a 3.1. Oh. A 3.1. Oh, my God. So that it's on the list. The worst movie so on the list. <laughs> so on the list, that is, I want to say, it takes over the 15th spot. <laughs> it's right before Scream. Right after Scream. Oh, no. No, Scream is a two point, far better no, 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 movie. No, no, no. Scream is at uh, way higher. 2.625. 2. And the It is at 3.25. So it's right in the middle between Scream What's and What's worse? It. What possibly could be worse than this? My movie Point Break and the Big Lebowski. <laughs> oh, no. Point Break is a fucking masterpiece Oscar winner compared to this thing. Oh, so no, that's, so bu- that's bullshit. Well, that's bullshit. You're 5.5. 5. That's why we have multiple people doing ratings, so it's not just one person's opinion. <sighs> if Sorry. it was, it would be... It would be, it would be yeah. off the Good list. luck with your kombucha tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to... Yeah. Oh. Thank anyway. you guys so much for joining us tonight. We hope you've had so much fun, as have we. Hopefully, you enjoyed a drink with us because, God, we know you needed one to get through this. And remember right. this. It's Valentine's Day. is just not one day. It's every day. Appreciate the people that you're with. Remember that, guys. Yeah. Oh, Happy Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day sucks. If you've enjoyed our and podcast... I'm oh, sorry, Selena. Sorry. I was just going to say, don't forget, love is a choice, not an emotion. Yes. Hashtag. <laughs> If you enjoyed the review or a fan of the podcast, we please ask you to subscribe wherever you're listening. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Season two is set to launch March 2nd, so mark your calendars and get ready to dive into our favorite films yet again. If you're interested, you can find us on Instagram at the dot gentleman podcast the dot means a lot please visit our website at the if you want to reach out to us you can do so by email at hosts with an s at the for legal reasons we don't condone or encourage anyone under the age of 21 to drink along with us and of course because we live in a ridiculous society where people are stupid 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 please ask you not to drink and drive if you're listening to us in the car thank you all for listening and get ready we'll see you in season yeah two. definitely check out the website and you can definitely Definitely see some of the season two movies, and if you maybe you know, email us. None of them have been posted. Well, they will be, hopefully by this. Okay. Cheers! Cheers! <laughs> <laughs>